Let's make today the day you start the business that will change your life. You'll learn how at Income School. Income School is about taking your income into your own hands by creating a website that people will love, building a following, and earning a living online. And now your host, Jim Harmer. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to episode 17 of the Income School podcast. If you're just joining us, thank you for the download, and I would encourage you to download all episodes. Go into your podcatcher and download the previous episodes because the first 10 episodes explain what Income School is all about, and it's a free online course in internet marketing and starting a blog, building a following, and earning a living online. So don't miss that if that's something that you're interested in. But today we have questions from listeners from all around the world. So let's get started with a question on the Amazon affiliate program. I'm calling with a question for Income School. I have a site in the outdoors industry where I share hunting and fishing tips. I'm starting to get some decent traffic, so I'd like to start monetizing. I was wondering what your thoughts are on the Amazon Associate Program and if you've tried that before. The commissions are small, but I think I could get quite a few people clicking on those links each day. But I haven't really heard of anyone using this strategy as their primary method for monetization. Should I just stick with Google Ads instead? Thanks. Don't start with Google Ads. Friends don't let friends use Google Ads. Google Ads will cruft up your website with a lot of stuff. You earn a tiny little commission and it takes a huge amount of traffic to really earn decent money with uh, Google Ads. The, the way that people really earn money with Google Ads is that they're tricking people to click it. You know, they'll make their, their navigation bar kind of sneakily look like a Google Ad, which they're not supposed to do, but they do, and, and that's how they earn money. So it's annoying to users, and unless you have a huge amount of traffic, Google Ads usually isn't something that I'm going to recommend. So about Amazon Affiliate, I... I, I think it's a good option. I, well, it, whether it can be your primary monetization strategy, I don't know, but I think I can give you some information to help you make that decision. So Amazon Affiliate is Amazon Associates is an affiliate marketing program. So if you send someone from your website through a special link to Amazon.com or uh, or whatever Amazon site you have for your country, and they purchase something, you get a kickback, a, a commission for sending that sale. In most categories, that's an 8% commission. That's pretty generous considering considering that it's an e-commerce website. You know, Amazon's going to actually have to send that item to the person. In some categories, it's higher. Sometimes it goes up to 12%. I think that's true for MP3s if, you, if you're uh, in, in that kind of arena. But it's only 4% for electronics. So for me, since I run a large photography website, that hurts me because all the gear that I I recommend is going to be in the electronics section. So I usually only get 4%. If you're talking about vacuum cleaners, strollers, camping backpacks, anything else, then that's going to give you an 8% commission most of the time, which is pretty generous. I I mean, that's that's a good amount of money. So is this a good idea for a primary monetization strategy? Let me give you a little bit of data that I've seen from doing the Amazon Associates program, and you can make that choice. Last month, I sent, I sent 21,000 clicks from my website 
over to Amazon. So if I write about a camera strap that I really like was comfortable and I link and say, here's a place you can buy the camera strap, somebody clicks on that link. So I sent 21,000 clicks over to Amazon and that resulted in $3,224 in affiliate commissions for me. So that's that's good. I mean, $3,000 a month is awesome, and I think a lot of people would be happy with that. But keep in mind, I sent 21,000 clicks over there. So you're going to have to have a lot of traffic on your website because only a tiny sliver of the people who come to your website are going to click a link to check out a product on Amazon. So that's the first thing is you're going to need a, a good chunk of traffic to really make this work. You could definitely get more money than I am because, again, I'm only getting 4% commission on almost everything that I send people over there for. But a nice thing about the program is it doesn't matter what they buy. So if I send somebody over to buy a camera strap and they end up, I don't know why I'm stuck on vacuum cleaners today, but they end up buying a vacuum, well, I get the 8% of the vacuum. And it's crazy that how often, because you'll get a list, it'll show you exactly what items people purchased. It's crazy how often I get people buying jewelry and a car part, you know, all, all kinds of crazy stuff when I, I don't link to any of that. I, I link them to photography stuff. I guess Amazon's kind of an addicting website. So the reason Amazon Associates works so well is because everybody has an Amazon account and everybody's used to ordering stuff from Amazon. So when I have sent 21,000 clicks to other websites for an affiliate deal, I don't get nearly as many as high of a percentage of people purchasing. Amazon just converts very, very well. So even if the commission is smaller than other affiliate programs, it's really not a bad deal. The way that I figure it is looking at my data for the last three years in the Amazon Associates program, each click that you send over to Amazon is worth about 15 cents. Now, it could be much more if you're linking to, you know, expensive jewelry and you can get a higher commission, uh, then, you know, maybe you can do a little bit more. But generally, I've found just as an average, about 15 cents a click is what I can expect to get back. So I wouldn't normally be willing to pawn off my, my website visitors for 15 cents a click. Usually, I'd rather just have them stay on the website and, and, and get them more hooked into my brand. But what I've found is that by linking them over to the products that I talk about, I'm buying brand loyal loyalty at the same time. I recently did a meetup with the listeners of or the readers of my website, the listeners of my podcast in the photography space. And one thing that I heard over and over and over again from them is that one of the things they loved about my website is instead of just giving general photography tips, I also tell them about the products and the things that I like, unbiased reviews of, of all the products that I like and don't like in photography. And and I earn money by doing that because every time I say, hey, I hated this camera strap, don't buy it, I link over to Amazon and somebody somebody might click on it Uh click on that link and and uh, read the reviews on there and then they may end up buying something else or probably a vacuum cleaner because that's what I'm stuck on today or I talk about a, a lens that I like and they go over there and they they purchase that lens so it's something that's buying brand loyalty but it, because it's helping people with their purchasing decisions as well as earning me some money hey Jim my name's Aiden and I'm from Seattle I'm calling because I installed a checkout plugin, but the problem is that it accepts coupons. 
I've heard the coupons kind of make your product look cheaper, so I don't remove it, but for the life of me, I don't see how to do it. So, can you recommend a plugin that does not have coupons built into it for a shopping cart? Thanks. Bye. All right, this is a quick answer. I'd recommend WooCommerce, W-O-O Commerce. It's a free plugin for WordPress, and I think it's the most powerful shopping cart out there, especially if you want to be able to tweak and customize things like this, and it will allow you to turn off coupons. You can use coupons with it, but you can also turn it off. So the, the problem with having coupons in your shopping cart if you don't have coupons is people go to the checkout, enter all their information, and then they see that box, do you have a promotion? motion code and they're like oh man i don't want to get had i don't want other people to get a cheap price and i'm paying paying the full price and they won't buy i've done that lots of times i see the coupon thing and i'm like mm. and so sometimes i'll google you know whatever i'm buying survival kit uh coupon and i'll try to find a coupon and if i can't find a coupon sometimes it's frustrating to me and i just leave so i i think this is important if you are going to use coupons then have it in there if you aren't going to use coupons then then uh, make sure to get rid of that on your shopping cart because otherwise it, it can turn people away. Hi, Jim. My name's Lucy, and I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm writing an ebook, but I'm not quite sure what to do when I'm done with it. I know you've made a quite a bit of money with ebooks, so I wanted to ask how I publish this. Ideally, I'd like to get it so it can be available on the Kindle, but I don't know if that's possible. Could you tell me what you did? And thanks for the show. I spent so much time researching the answer to this question, and so I'm I'm happy to answer this question because I know I'm going to save you about three days of researching trying to figure out how to do this. Go to, if you have an ebook and you want to publish it, and I think it's a great idea to do. Uh, my first ebook was like 55 pages long, written out, you know, in a Word document, and I, it has sold for three years. I'm still getting a commission from it. So I, I wrote, wrote the ebook, and then what I do is I just write it in a Word document, just normal. Don't do anything different. Just type it in, in Word or on a Google Doc. Then go to smashwords.com, S-M-A-S-H words.com. And what they have is a style guide. It's, it's a way to format your Word document in a very, very special, specific manner so that it can, um, it can become an ebook. Once you've formatted it properly, you submit that Word document to to Smashwords, and you can have links in it there for your index, you can have pictures, etc. But you'll submit that to Smashwords, and Smashwords is going to distribute it to all the ebook platforms. They're going to put it on the Apple iBooks, they're going to put it on the Nook, the Kobo, and also the Kindle, and many other ebook stores. So that's great, but... Smashwords takes a commission. It's a small commission, um, and they're going to format it in all those different formats for you, take care of it. You're going to have all everything in one spot. But there are a couple drawbacks to the Smashwords platform. One, they're taking a commission, and two is that you only get your money every quarter. You don't get your money as often. And so th that can be a little bit frustrating, especially where you're just starting a business. You want to see the money coming in. So uh, th that can be a little bit frustrating. So what I do is I use Smashwords to distribute to all of the platforms except not the Kindle, because the Kindle is obviously going to be your biggest seller. Now, what I've found is, and what some people do is, they'll take that book, the the EPUB format from Smashwords that Smashwords makes for you, and submits it to the Kindle. 
Smashwords actually doesn't let you do that. They, they want to keep the format if they're the ones who made it and, and they can get frustrated with you. So I, I don't recommend that. What I would do is I, I would just submit that to to Smashwords. But what I've found is if you get that, that Word doc of it that Smashwords shows you how to format and you just submit that Word doc to the Amazon Kindle store, then bingo it's going to be formatted properly as well amazon makes makes that conversion very well as long as you've formatted it nicely and so you can just sign up for those things for free you don't like need any credential or anything just sign up for the kindle direct publishing to publish there and then sign up for smashwords to publish to everywhere else that way you get your money quickly from from amazon for the kindle because that's going to be a big seller and also you want the account tools in the kindle direct publishing to be able to do some specific things that smashwords won't let you do and then you get you get your money there and you skip out on the smashwords commission by submitting directly to kindle but then for everything else just put it on smashwords it just makes it really really simple to be able uh, to to do that and quick to hit all those stores at once so that's the way that i would recommend doing it hey jim my name is tom and i'm from lansing michigan i'm wondering if you could tell me how i can find good affiliate deals for my website I know some of the other internet marketing podcasts have been recommending affiliate marketing as a good way to make money, but I'm not really sure what I could do with that since my blog is about car repair. Any ideas you have would be great. The nice thing for you is there's a hub, there's a clear, easy spot to find affiliate deals. So there are two companies that basically broker affiliate deals between people who have a product and are willing to offer a commission and those who have traffic and want to send people to buy products and want that commission. And the the two big ones are Commission Junction and ClickBank. So what I would do is I would go to Commission Junction, I would set up your account, uh, and I would go to ClickBank, set up your account there. It's free to, to sign up for both of them. And then they both have search functionality, so you can sign up, you can type in car repair and see what products are out there that you can offer on your website. Super quick, super easy. For any industry you're in, they're going to be products. Commission Junction and ClickBank. Now, another thing to do is to kind of look for those private affiliate deals. I would go to look at your competitors' websites, other websites in your niche, and see what kind of products they're offering and say, hey, I'd like to sell your product if I can get a commission for doing it. And and uh, setting up some of those private deals may also be an option. But one thing I want to caution you to uh, when doing affiliate deals is be careful not to get sucked into the commission only. So if you see a $200 product and they're going to give you a 70% commission, often people are like, woohoo, I'm signing up. But be sure that you're working with a reputable company because you're sending traffic to them. And if they don't take care of their customers and you know they don't get their download after the product or they don't provide good customer service or that isn't a good product, you just lost some loyalty with your customer who you sent over there. So that's the first thing. The second thing is all of the platforms are not created equal. What I have seen time and time and time again is that somebody will offer let's say a $50 commission for a product and I have tested it I you know it'll say it'll give you $50 per person so I make my link put it on my website go to a completely different computer on a completely different internet connection click through my link and buy the product 
and I never get credit for it. There are a lot of affiliate programs out there that do not have a good way to track those affiliate purchases. So I would test, test, test after you put up your your links to make sure you're working with a program that's going to give you credit for every purchase. I have seen many times where I'm sending... 10 purchases and only getting credit for three or four that the the program they're using to run the affiliate program is just not capturing all of those links even if I have everything correct on my website either the program isn't doing it well or there's some funny business happening in the back in the background that they aren't giving me money for the commissions but I've seen that several times so do be careful when you're choosing an affiliate program that you work with one that gets good reviews search for reviews of the program and uh, make sure you you're getting the real deal hey jim my name is marco from italy my main goal for starting my site is to help me get out of debt i've been following the total money makeover book And I think what I really need is some additional income to be able to pay off my debts. So my question for you is, how long will it take to me to build up a site that earns, say, $3,000 per month? Is it realistic that I could do that in six months or a year? Thanks for the podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Bye. Marco, I'm so glad to hear you say this. You know, working to get out of debt is the goal. I, that, that's where we need to be. If you're, you know, we're working on, this is income school, we're working on building up your income, but if you're bleeding money, if you have credit card payments or student loans or a mortgage or a car payment that's just sucking money from you every month, you know, you can have a lot of income, but you're just bleeding out as much as you're bringing in. So getting out of debt is the goal, and I'm glad to hear you focused on doing that. Starting an online business is a, is a very uh, reliable way to earn income. I, I think it's going to work for a lot of people that, that they'll be able to, to get that income. The other reason that I think starting an online business in order to get out of debt is a good option is because it costs very little to start an, an, on, an online business. I, I started my business with a, a, a hosting from Bluehost for $4.99 and a tiny little netbook that cost me $199 from Dell refurbished. Uh, that's how I started my business, and, and now it's, it's blossomed into what it is today. So I, I think it's a good option for those reasons. But I also want to me, make sure you're being realistic with yourself. If you're one of those guys who's going to learn everything there is about to learn about internet marketing and spend all days making your website look nice into changing the, the button on your shopping cart to get a higher conversion because you hear about that. If you, you know, are going to be doing, you know, changing your logo five times in the first month, if you're that guy, don't bother with this. You know, what the way to earn money from internet marketing is working. You, you got to be the guy who's going to publish every single day on your website and you're going to hunt it down until you can build up that audience. If you're willing to do that, then I think it's very realistic that within a within four months to a year, just depending on how quickly you can make it happen and the skills that you have, uh, I think it's very realistic to, bringing it, to bring in about $3,000 a month. But I don't think it's very realistic to earn that 
any sooner than four months. I think four months is going to be, you're going to have to be a very skilled internet marketer to start bringing in money four months into your website. Most people are going to take a long time because they need to build up that audience first. I think for most people, you know, around eight months, we can start having a good income, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to work between now and there. So if you need to get out of money, if you need money right now, uh, online probably isn't a, a, a good space for you. I, I, I would just go get a part-time job and start earning some money. You know, start your blog now, get it, you know, start working toward it. But if, but if you need quick money, it's probably not the best choice. If you want to change your life and you want to have a business that you can rely on for the rest of your life, then start today and work towards it little by little and you're going to get to where you want. Hi, Jim. Uh, my name's Craig and I'm from Texas. I've been running my website for about six months and it's bringing in a little money, uh, but I just feel it's really small right now. Uh, my website is getting about 100 visitors each day, uh, but I don't really hear much feedback and uh, they aren't really buying my ebook very quickly. Uh, I tried Google AdSense, but that isn't getting much either. Uh, any ideas on how I can get a better return on my investment into this blog? The blog is a resume uh, writing and uh, job interview skills blog. Thanks. All right, this is a great question. You're getting a hundred visitors today to your website, and that's where you know you start to salivate, you start to rub your hands together, and say, "All right, now we're ready to pull some money out of this." A uh, hundred people a day, you know, you know, it's a, it's a smaller amount of traffic. You're not, you know, you're not breaking the internet with your traffic, but at the same time, you got a decent audience starting to build up. So that's excellent. You've done the hard work that I talked about in the last question. You're the guy who isn't just sitting there learning the theory theoretical things. You're the guy who's actually getting things done. And so I'm really glad to hear that. That That's so encouraging to hear somebody who's doing what, what they are, are learning about. So you got 100 visitors a day. An ebook is an okay way to start. One of the nice things about an ebook is you can submit it to to Kindle and other ebook platforms and earn money from people not on your website and kind of convert them over to to your brand. But an ebook, I don't know a whole lot of bloggers that have an ebook as their primary monetization strategy when they break $100,000 a year. You know, if you're really raking in the money, it's probably not from an ebook. It's one way to earn money. You can get a few thousand a month coming in from it. But if you really want to, you know, really want to rake it in, an ebook probably just isn't a big enough dollar amount uh, to do it unless you have a lot of books and you're really pushing it. So you said your website is about uh, resume writing and and interview skills. The first thing that came to my mind is make some products that you can make very quickly um, and then let's sell them in a pack. We need to get above the $20 mark for your products, uh, which is probably about the most you're going to sell an ebook for. We, we need to get to the $50, the $100 kind of product, which I think is going to be more reasonable to build up your, your income quicker. So what I'm the first thing that came to my mind is I actually did the same thing that you're doing when I was in undergrad. I worked for the university and students would come in and we'd do a mock interview. I, I'd pretend that I was the hiring manager and we'd do an interview. They'd show me their resumes and then I'd provide feedback on how they could improve. So I know a little bit uh, about kind of the struggles of, of what your audience may face. The first thing is 
resumes look terrible most of the time. I mean, terrible. I saw so many resumes, uh, thousands of them when I was working in that job that were just so poorly formatted. It just did not look professional. So the first thing that I would consider is how about a pack of 10 different resume templates? You could just make a Word doc template that looks really nice, well laid out that people can just type their information into. Offer 10 of them so that they can choose kind of the idea. Uh, so so that could be, you know, that's nice. W- what I might do then is we got these these resume templates. Now we get, we got to sweeten the pot a little bit because I, I'm not going to spend 100 bucks to get 10 resume templates. I, I'm just going to go look for a free one. We got to sweeten the pot a little bit. So how about we do now a one-hour video course on nailing the interview. Uh, and then we do a one-hour video course on finding the job you love. And, you know, we kind of make a nice little pack of, of services for people. And then what you can do is on your sales page, what I want you to do is break out the pricing. Don't just sell this for a hundred bucks, this pack. What I'd like you to do is, you know, list, you know, uh, professional resume template, $9.99, the, uh, the business template, $9.99, all these different templates, $9.99 for each. And then the video course, well, that's $49. The other video course, that's another $49. List out those things separately, put a big red X through the total price, and then list it for you know $49. So you're getting a $200 value, and you broke apart how it makes that $200, and you're getting it for $49. We got to really push the envelope if we want somebody to to feel like this is going to help me. I'm going to buy this. So and and we're, we we got to get above that twenty dollar mark. You, it just takes a lot of twenty dollars to make a full income. We got to get to the fifty dollar sale, the hundred dollar sale, the the four hundred dollar sale. We, we got to bump it up a little bit. So I, I think a $49 price point, a $69 price point could be good options for you. You're going to have to test it and see what works best. But but I think a pack could work really, really well. And the nice thing is, since you said your, your website is smaller, you're getting 100 people a day, which is good, but you probably don't have a ton of articles out there. By making this pack, it would kind of apply to every article you have. So at the end of every article, you could put a box that says, you know, get the get the job pack for $59 or whatever it is. And and I think you could see some real success there. Another way that you could monetize this site is by starting a podcast. You're talking about a, an area where, where there's real money. Uh, the, there are a lot of businesses very interested in hiring practices. There are a lot of unemployed people who are very interested in getting a job. So, so this is a good place for monetization. I, I thought a podcast could be awesome. How about an HR, a human resources podcast or the hiring manager podcast? And I think you could get some really nice advertising on a podcast like that. If you could get 10,000 people uh, to download each episode, which is very realistic since iTunes does a good job of showing new podcasts in the new and noteworthy section, plus you could send some of your traffic from your website. If you could get 10,000 downloads per episode and you did two ads on the episode, you'd be earning about $1,000 per episode of the podcast. So, you know, do do four episodes a month and you got $4,000 a month. That's that's a full-time income right there. Sites like monster.com and others could be very interested in advertising on a podcast like that. 
And then another option for you to just get some quick money is to sell private interview coaching. You could sell uh, you could sell that for one ninety nine. Just have it available for a consultation that you could do over Skype. It's not as scalable unless you're going to hire other employees. But you know what? If you're if you're earning one hundred ninety nine dollars um, an hour by doing these this coaching, that's a good problem to have. If you have a scaling problem down the road, then fix it then. But right now, you want more money out of your out of your website, so that that would be an option for you. So I, those are some of the directions that I'd take. The one that's most most has me excited is selling kind of that pack of services on your website as, as well as starting that podcast. I think those could both be good options for you. Hey, I just have a quick question about accepting credit cards on my website. I found a plugin that uses Stripe for processing credit cards, and I'd like to take the credit card directly on my site instead of passing people over to a different site to get their credit card information. I think I need an SSL license on my site to do that, right? Anyway, could you kind of walk me through how to accept credit cards directly on my website? Thanks for the show. Okay, I I want to be clear what we're talking about here, and then I'll show you. I'll tell you the practical stuff of exactly how to install SSL on your website. So what he's wanting to do is he's wanting to take credit card information on his website. If you're using PayPal to process payment, you don't need this. If you're using a a, a full pro, a payment processor where you know you you tell them about the product here and then you send them over to, for example, Gumroad.com. To make the purchase, you don't need SSL for that either. But if you are on yourdomain.com and somebody's entering credit card information, you always need SSL. And what it is, is it keeps somebody from sniffing between your website and the user submitting the information. Uh, it keeps them from sniffing that the credit card data and then, of course, going on a shopping spree all over New York. So... So SSL is the technology that that protects you from doing this. It's uh, what you know your bank uses. Anytime your browser, the little address bar turns green or shows HTTPS, that S stand is for SSL, HTTP secure. And so, uh, so you're going to need this if you're if you have an e-commerce website or you're selling directly on your site. So. First, I, I want to point you to, to, to a tutorial at IncomeSchool.com slash SSL. And there I'm going to walk you through this. So if you're ready to do this, go to that, go to that, that uh, link because I'm going to give you the step-by-step that you can follow along. IncomeSchool.com slash SSL. Or, of course, you can go to the show notes for this, for this episode at IncomeSchool.com slash 17 since this is episode 17. Okay, so what you're going to do is first you have to buy an SSL certificate. And there are a lot of different websites that do that. To get my recommendation, go to IncomeSchool.com slash SSL. So we're going to go to somebody who sells an SSL certificate. And your host may, may or may not. Some hosts do and some hosts don't. But I'm going to recommend a different place to do it no matter where you're doing your hosting because I, I've had them from different places and, and uh, some of them worked better than others. When you buy your SSL certificate, you're going to have to verify uh, by some fashion your address because the idea is that, yeah, this may be an unscrupulous business owner. Anybody can buy an SSL certificate, but at least you're going to know where to find them if you have an SSL certificate. So it makes it more secure to make that purchase. 
So uh, there are two different types of SSL certificates. One is going to turn their address bar green, like is going to happen when you go to your bank. And others are just going to, you know, have the letters green uh, or show HTTPS. And it, it, I, both are just as secure, just that one's going to actually turn the address bar green. I think it's worth paying the little bit extra to get the one that turns the browser bar green on most browsers because people are worried about entering a credit card on any website. And, you know, people don't know a lot about how this works, but people do tend to trust a website that has the green address bar more, actually quite a bit more. Uh, You know, your average user is just going to think, okay, this is a a more trustworthy site. So what that means is you're going to have to go through a longer vetting process. Usually when I do it, you know, you'll have to enter a a credit card information. You're going to need a bank statement showing your your address. You may need a letter from a lawyer or a CPA saying, yes, this is my client, and yes, they really do business at this address. You're going to have to jump through a couple hoops. It doesn't take real long to do, but it's just a couple hoops to get that set up. And then you get the enhanced SSL. Uh, I think it's worth it, but if you're in a hurry and you just want to get this set up in a day or two, then then just do the quick one. No problem with that. So uh, it costs about 100 bucks a month to get an SSL certificate. Once you have that installed on your website, though, things get sticky because now everything you do, everything that comes through your site has to go through SSL or else it's going to say, Ah, have you ever you've seen a warning when you go to a web page and it says warning this this website is not you know totally secure and it's for example let's say I I make a a sales page I want to sell something on my website and let's say I'm selling an ebook and I want to take the credit card right on my website if I have SSL installed, great. It's going to make my browser bar turn green, look secure. I Nobody can steal my customer's data. But if I have a YouTube video on that page and I'm not using the HTTPS, I'm just using HTTP, then it's going to bring up a warning on everybody who goes to your website. It's going to say, ah, this website isn't secure. Or let's say you're using a plugin that grabs a, a fancy font uh, from Google. Then it's going to say warning or if you're you know doing a host of different things on your website it can break that SSL and then people get a warning which makes it look even worse than if you weren't using any SSL and people just didn't know better so my warning to you warning is that when you do install SSL you're going to need some kind of technical expertise of fixing these things not a ton I'm not a, a developer but I do know how do know how to fix this stuff I was able to do it so probably you'll be able to figure it out one resource that you should know about for doing this is why no padlock com and what it does is when you get that warning that's like ah something's something's not running through SSL you can type your your URL your address that you're working on on this website and it'll tell you exactly what elements are in the, in the page aren't loading securely and then you can go in and fix those things so this doesn't take a ton of expertise you can probably figure it out but you you will you need to be at least at the level that you can write a good ahref you know you, you should know basic html if you're going to do ssl yourself if you don't know how to do that you're going to have to hire somebody to help you or you're going to have to use a different payment processor like paypal where you don't need ssl because they're not entering the information on your website they're entering it on paypal 
So that's how you can get an SSL certificate on your website. And that finishes today's episode uh, for Income School about monetizing your website. So much more we can talk about, but we'll save that for the next episode. Again, remember, please, to go to iTunes and provide a review of the website. I'm pouring my heart and soul into the Income School podcast. I'm opening the kimono and just giving you everything I have learned in running my business. No holds barred. Uh, just I'm showing you exactly how last year I earned half a million dollars from my blog. So it means a lot to me. Um, also, download the first 10 episodes of the podcast because that is where you're going to um, get my, my free e-course on starting an online business. Thanks for joining me today and class is now dismissed. When you're serious about launching your website, check out Jim's free step-by-step tutorials at IncomeSchool.com. Income School is a production of Improv Photography, LLC. Any opinions expressed by guests and callers do not reflect those of Improv Photography, LLC. Results mentioned not typical. Some links mentioned are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Some calls simulated. Improv Photography, LLC is not a law firm and does not give legal or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a competent licensed CPA or lawyer licensed in your jurisdiction before making business decisions.